Welcome everybody, you're watching another episode of the BGF Fight Gear Lockdown Show. And we're talking today with a special guest, Pedro Ramalho. Uh, thank you, Pedro, for being here today. Oh, thank you for the opportunity, man. We are uh, slowly starting to see some countries lifting their lockdown measures and gyms reopening, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Academy starting to get back into training, like solo drills, and some do outdoor exercises. Um you um well let me also introduce you a little bit for those few people out there that maybe don't know you yet i think uh, most people are very familiar with you and seeing you at tournaments you are uh mm -hmm. 2020 IBGF european silver medalist and also a top competitor from focus jiu-jitsu under manuel neto um, well a lot has changed since the last time that we met here at the office it was yeah, uh, sure. still normal times how mm -hmm. how are you right now and how are you doing during the lockdown uh, i'm doing well actually uh yeah locked up lockdown is rough on everyone but uh, especially if uh, you're an athlete because you can you cannot do your normal life like uh because yeah you cannot train properly but luckily i have a teammate i live with a teammate so i could keep training through all the lockdown of course it's different Cool. But uh, I use these the, these times to improve a lot of uh, things that I didn't have in my jiu-jitsu, like a lot of flaws. So, yeah, it has been good for me. What, what are know. some flaws that you have been working on? Uh, just like uh, some things that I didn't, uh, I never really trained because when you're in competition mode, you always try to get your A game, right? Right. To competition. But since we had like... Four, four, three or four free months, uh, I use it, okay, what can I get better? Like, um, what does what does my game lack, you know? So I used it to get better at passing. Oh, cool. uh, some very specific, very specific stuff. Like yeah. Not passing in general, like, oh, I'm very good at passing now. Because you were usually but more of a guard something... player, right? What? Sorry? You're, you're usually more of a guard player, a guard puller, right? Yeah, I'm both. Uh, I like to like to think that I'm both. Right. I, I always pull guard, but that's just because I don't like standing, you know? Yeah. If the guy pulls with me, I can go up and pass. There's no problem. But I just don't like to stand, you know? But, but did you, doesn't mean you also you also worked on takedowns and things like that? Or is that a bit yeah. too far out of it? Awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. You you won't see like a judo guy or a wrestling specific uh a wrestling guy yeah but uh mostly like uh getting the postures right the reactions right defending takedowns uh understanding the the more a bit of a wrestling game you know yeah uh, understanding like what does my passing game like like which guards uh do i have a hard time passing or you know yeah uh being able to defend sweeps because I was always like uh, in the mindset when I get when I go up I want to pass you know but it's more complicated than that you cannot just go up and pass someone's guard because right. at black belts like in European worlds people have world class guards so it doesn't work like that you know right so you have to be able to defend you have to be able to be safe in their guards you know and that was something that I always lacked. I was good at attacking, but not really good at defending. Got it. You know, so yeah. that's something that I worked on. 
and also some things from uh, my guard i'm changing my guard a little bit and not what, changing but complimenting right some additional things yeah and, and is there anything in your training that you feel like uh the, the training opportunities that you have is there still anything lacking because you've been training with your your flatmate also who's also your training partner so obviously obviously you could do a lot more than than many people but would you do you miss training with other people in terms of that you need that to get better yeah for for sure for sure of course it's a different feeling like going into a training room there's like 20 guys that you can train with and everyone wants to train and you go like really hard uh training session right that is something that it's just different you know it's a good feeling that's yeah. why most athletes live for yeah you know not just the tournaments but the feeling of going uh, going into the training room and just train hard, you know, the feeling is different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but like I can, it's not that I cannot complain, it's even more than that. Like I was happy to, with my training for the last few months because even though I didn't have that, I think I've improved a lot, you know. So um, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Cool. How do you deal with the, I mean, obviously, I can already hear from you that you that you've you've been pretty positive uh, under the the circumstances, but I can imagine you also have pressure and sometimes feel like, man, let's get back to training. And but how did you deal with that stress or with with that pressure mentally? Uh, actually, I didn't really have that because uh, I try. Of course, I tried to stay positive. I did. And also, like, I'm a person that looks at things, like, if I start feeling pressure or uh, when does this end, like, it won't change anything, mm. you know? So yeah. I like to think like that. And if it, if I can do something to change it, I'll do it. If I cannot do anything, just make the most out of it, you know? And uh, that's what I'm doing right would now. Say, would you say that's a lot of a personal characteristics, quality of you? Or is it also a bit uh, Portuguese? Mindset, culture. Uh, I think like it's also a bit of Portuguese culture because we're all like laid back, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it's also I think it's not quality, but something that Jiu-Jitsu taught me, you know. Right. Because when you're like preparing for a tournament, you just want to win and you want to do this and that, like the day before the fight. But yeah, there's nothing. There's really nothing that you can do to change it, to change it. You know, you will have to go there and fight, and what will happen will happen. Right. Yeah. There's nothing you can do the day before, so you have to learn how to deal with that. You know, so the the mindset is exactly the same. Yeah. There's nothing I can if I'm fighting tomorrow. There's nothing I can do now that will change it. You know. I of course I can prepare and I should prepare for uh, the last few months. Do everything that I that I was supposed to do, but the day before, you just have to chill and make the most out of it, you know? Yeah. Is, is that... Right is now, that, it's the same situation. Do you think that's, like, the key characteristic of successful competitors, being able to do that, to let go of that anxiety of, okay, what's going to happen tomorrow? Uh, Besides, of course, being good technique-wise, technic but... Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it's not the key, but it's definitely... An, important characteristic because like i've i've dealt with that like, i i say that as personal experience like i did everything i did everything right like 
training, physical conditioning, like technically uh, my nutrition was all perfect. But the day before I was like, oh, I have to do something so that tomorrow it uh, works better, you know? Yeah. And then like um, how this works is you prepare, you have a preparation, so you're like well, but then you have to take that and perform, put that on the map. You know, it's not, if you do everything well, that doesn't mean you're going to do well in competition. Right. But because if you don't control your mind, like everything that you will do, you'll like, you'll, you'll be able to use 50% of what you did. You know? Yeah. So I think that this is the key. Yeah. I think this is the key to taking everything that you've done and put 100% on that. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. I don't and, know if if I explained it well. Yeah, that sounds that makes a lot of sense. And I'm I'm also curious because you actually uh, uh, one of your more recent tournaments and, and definitely one of your biggest achievements uh, in recent years uh, was that you got a silver medal also at the Europeans uh, IBGF Europeans 2020 after coming back from uh, quite a long period of injury at, at least in terms of uh, yeah. full time competitor that that's a long period. You had your elbow, I think, uh, injured. Um, yeah, like I have since uh, I won like the world 2015 at purple belt. Yeah, and like this is this has a lot to do with mindset. Like I spent some years where I was injured for a long time. And I think it was mostly because of two things. Like I, I was starting to struggle with my weight. You know, I was fighting lightweight, but I always had to cut like four kilos, five kilos. And like cutting weight, it gets you injured. Yeah. But also like uh, winning worlds was an experience that uh, like for that year, the, the year before I lost, I got submitted. And like that was one of the saddest days of my life. So uh, I was like, no, next year I'm going to win. I spent one year like waking up every day thinking about same thing 24 hours a day you know and like when you get that it's weird because it's like you imagine getting there and that's the only thing that you have and not the only thing of course but it's the only thing that your mind is focused on yeah. and then you do it and it's like okay what now you know and the next few years i didn't have the same motivation you know because yeah i want to fight the world again i want to win but it's not the same thing like before it was like yeah. something like inside your heart you know that you really wanted it and is it because and, the goal is not like you already did it and then you can't work? Yeah, I was like trying more? to motivate myself. Yeah, but I didn't win worlds in brown belts, you know? Yeah. So you should be able to push yourself. But I just wasn't motivated the same, you know? And I was training more like soft and everything. And that gets you injuries. And I was, you know, then I, I was starting to get like stressed because like, why don't I want it the same way? You know, mm -hmm. is something wrong? gets you that gets you even more down and if you're more down you'll get more injuries right. so like i fought worlds 2016 uh like i was injured for three months i won the euros in brown belt and then like i i i got a knee injury i fought injured and then i had to stop for one month and then i got back and it got another injury then i got back and i got another another injury always in the, in the first training Oh man. So I got back to training in like the end of April. Then I trained for like three weeks and went to fight the world. And yeah, I got silver and then I was 
like really really sad as well but i wasn't in a good place like uh at that time so yeah it got worse you know then next year injuries again i got the elbow i got the elbow uh fucked so uh like i don't know if that was an injury like happened from training or it could have been something that was always me like uh, my nerve that goes through the elbow, the yeah. one, you know, when you hit the table and it hurts like hell. Yeah. 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 It's Electricity. Like every, every time that I bend my arm, the nerve went out of place. You oh, know? Yeah. So like after 30 seconds of like, uh, the round, I was already, I couldn't move my arm anymore, but I went to the doctor and they're like, yeah, your, your elbow's fine. I did like three MRI all the tests, they were all saying my elbow's fine, but I couldn't move my arm. Like, how the fuck is this fine, you know? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And then, like, after one year, I, I continued testing. After one year and a half, uh, a doctor figured out what it was. So, like, every time that you do testing, your arm is straight, right? So the nerve was in place. So that's why, hey, your arm's fine. But one of the doctors like, okay, bend your arm now. And, like, when I bent my arm, he saw the nerve going out of place. Oh, man. You know, yeah, and that's how it, uh, that then they got it. That was hard as well. Like, I couldn't train, but the doctor said I'm fine. I was like, once again, like, is this me? Is this not? Yeah, sometimes you have to push you know? your way huh, in the hospital. Like, you don't want to yeah. act like, oh, it hurts so much, but you do have to show the doctor, like, hey, this is serious. You need to help me. Yeah, I always have that struggle. But after like yeah. three doctors saying that I was fine, I was starting questioning myself, like, is this me? Like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Because yeah. I was six months, I couldn't train. I went to the doctors, like I did everything fine. And like every, everyone said that I was fine. Like, what is this, you know? That was also rough. Uh, how did you come back from that? Like you you were in a, you said you were in a bit of a bad space. It kind of spiraled a bit, yeah. not winning or at least not at the extent that you wanted, not being able to train, more injuries. How did you get back? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, it was a hard couple of years, really hard couple of years because it was not not only about winning, you know, because like I now I see it, but before I didn't. Like when I got silver at Worlds, it was like I don't know, it was worse than losing in the first fight, you know, because right, you were so, so close. Like I didn't, I didn't want to fight. I was, I remember, I was there waiting to fight the finals, and I just didn't want to fight, you know, just like yeah, I wish I could, I, I wish I couldn't fight, you know. Like, why, why is that you just didn't i don't know like that, that's what i was saying i was pushing myself that year it was after i won uh, one worlds i didn't want to train i didn't want to compete i pushed myself to do it i never like i never skipped one training or uh one um strength and conditioning session i always did i always kept doing it mm -hmm. but i didn't want to do it mm. you know and competition was the same thing yeah but uh yeah that's hard like th then the elbow thing that, that like you said it spirals a little bit and then uh, in like 2018 uh it was like i was starting to get more relaxed i was always really stressed but i got too relaxed you know yeah like i went to one side to the other and then 2019 i started feeling better you know like still i wasn't i was i was coming back you know yeah like my on my mind not really like i'm winning or losing but uh, like being able to get a good mindset, uh, in tr training better, wanting to train, and stuff like that. And 
Like I lost, uh, I did well in the Europeans. I lost against Levi, but I fought well. I was dying from the weight cut. I did, like, I'm, I don't know how I fought, you know, like I, I lost by one mistake. I tried to sweep right away and then I swept into a bad spot. So he swept me right away as well. I lost by two points, but like, I felt I could, I could win that fight, you know? Right. And he was doing so well, like, uh, the last competitions, you know, he's like top on lightweight. Yeah. But yeah. I felt like, yeah, okay. If he, he's winning, but I could have won, like, I could have won that fight, you know? Right. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I can do it, you know? Yeah. So, and now you moved and then up. I fought, uh, sorry. And now you moved up. Uh, yeah. And then I fought, then I fought the, then I fought the world's was a, a strong weight cut as well but i started feeling better um i started feeling more relaxed like i said but i didn't have the mindset to perform you know what i mean and i was i fought johnny Thelma first round i got submitted uh, i was i was doing well i got i got swept in the beginning then i i was chilling swept right away was controlling the fight i almost passed like two or three times and i just like on, on one of the passes like I just sat back. I tried to go for an armbar, thing that uh, in a spot that I don't do, you know. And he got my back, and I was like, no, I was like something's wrong, you know. I'm not. I'm still not okay, but I will figure out what's wrong. Right. I got like I was like an eye opener, you know. Like I could see where I was. I wasn't okay, but I could see what I what I had to do to um, become better. And that's technique-wise, right? You're talking about no, 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 mentally-wise. Mental, right? Yeah, because technique, I was, I was weak from the weight cut. Uh, the the things like I, I was weak physically, but mentally, it's what uh, stuff is on me. Yeah. Because if I, if my if I feel my muscles sore, uh, I can still fight. But like from being slower, you know. Sure. That thing is. But what was it mentally then exactly that you described? Like you suddenly. The light bulb moment where you say, hey, this is what I need to work on to, to get out of this. No, as I, I didn't know what was it, you know, but I understood like where I was, you know, mm. like, okay, something's really not right. Something is wrong, you know, a bit of but a mirror. I was, I, ha I was calm enough to understand, okay, I'm, this is not where, um, I'm not okay mentally, um, like, and the mindset, when I said I'm not okay mentally, I was, I was not depressed or anything like that. But I was like, okay, I'm going into competition. This is not my right mindset. I have to find myself, find my motivation to fight, you know, to be able to perform, you know, because I, I feel like I could win that fight. Uh, I was controlling it, you know. I, yeah. could, I could control it until the end, but I didn't, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like I could win that fight, this fight. Not easily, you know, but I could have controlled it and win, I think. Yeah. No disrespect to, to Johnny Tom. He's a great guy. Yeah, for sure. And um, Yeah, so like I took some time to think and chill. Like instead of being like more stressed like I was in the years before, I was uh, calmer, you know. Took some time off competition to keep. I kept training. Uh, I went on vacation and then I came back from vacation. I was like, okay, I'm going to check if lightweight is what I'm doing. So I, I fought uh, Lisbon Open on lightweight. I won Lisbon Open. I went to Wales to fight a, a tournament also on lightweight. 
I won as well, weight in the absolute. And yeah, I did well, but it was tough for me, the, the weight cut still. I, I, I performed like really well, I did the weight cut well, but uh, I was always thinking like, maybe I should move up, move up to it, to middleweight, you know? And like before it was hard for me to admit that I should go up to middle, middleweight, you know? Because all the pressure, I think I could perform better on lightweight because that's where I always was, you know? So I think when I when I moved up, I was like, okay, let's go to middleweight. That uh, made me understand that I was getting good mentally, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if I was okay enough to switch to Indo-Europeans, uh, it was the first tournament, big tournament that I fought in middleweight, you know? Right. And I just tried it on, on the Europeans instead of like trying it before. Yeah, uh, that's what. That's why what was I that? You yeah, did, I'm getting. You I'm, I'm more confident, you know. I'm, like, I'm more confident myself. Yeah. So you you, know, so, you knew okay, going into better. that, like this is just what I'm gonna do, and it's gonna work out in this weight class. Yeah, like my my professor was always saying that uh, you should move up to middleweight. You should move up to middleweight. I was like, nah, I don't think so. And uh, and the Europeans, I was like, oh fuck it. Okay, if he says that this is the best, I'm going to trust him. Yeah. No. Do you feel like 99% of the times whenever he says something, he's right, you know? So yeah, doing, just going to trust him and it was the best decision. And do you feel better in general at this weight class? Like not training or competition wise, but like just your general energy. Do you feel, do you feel any different or do you feel better? Yeah, of course. Of course. It's totally different. I don't have to worry about weight cuts. Yeah. You know, so that's actually like, uh, I was I was always weighing like 80 kilos, 81. I had to get like five kilos, but like when I when I decided, okay, I'm going to fight middle. I can eat whatever I want. I was super happy, you know. Yeah. It was first time in like five years that I can fight and eat whatever I want. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I ate too much, and the day of the competition, I was like not even checking the scale and everything. I was like eating, eating, eating. And uh, the day in the competition, I went there like one hour and a half. Before, I was like 83.2. I was like, fuck no. Like, I moved up the division so I don't have to lose weight and I had to run to lose one kilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how and fast. Then, like, I, I already knew my professor was like insulting me. Like, I told you you should move up on, on division. Uh, you should move up the division. You're in middleweight and you have to cut weight, you know? So, can we so expect like, you in heavyweight uh, next year? Or <laughs> after, if we have another quarantine, for sure. <laughs> yeah. What, what, like, uh, obviously, during uh, quarantine and off competition season, I guess a lot of people, even that are uh, like the, the top competitors, are eating differently, maybe slacking a little bit here and there. But what does your normal diet look like? Do you follow a specific diet or are you pretty much just looking at the kilos? No, like uh, it depends. I don't like. It's hard for me to keep a diet all year round. Like I don't like to eat whatever I want the whole year round, and I don't want. I don't like to eat 100% clean the whole year round. Yeah. So I like to switch. You know. Right. Like for, for three months, okay. Like usually I use it uh, pre-competition. Like I just eat clean um, because I feel well. But after eating clean, I like to eat whatever I want to. I never go like uh, super fat mode, uh, you know. So I always like if I'm having like uh, my major meals, like dinner and lunch, 
I always eat clean. Maybe I'll eat like chocolate afterwards, but I don't like to eat uh, yeah. a lot of fries and stuff like that, you know? For sure. When I say I eat whatever I want, like sometimes I do eat hamburg hamburgers, of course, but generally I eat normal. And what I mean about eating whatever I want is like eating chocolate afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, know? you don't That's finish it. the whole Snickers, uh, mini Snickers bag or something. Yeah. Some uh, if if I'm off if I'm just like if my diet just ended definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But before we move on, I wanted to like go back a little bit to the uh, the motivation thing because that's something I find very interesting and especially I think uh, you have a lot of experience with as a competitor, but also as somebody who who's been through so many injuries before. Uh, I can imagine for like the average jiu-jitsu practitioner who trains three, four, maybe five times a week and has a job and it's it's a hobby. Um, they always look forward to training or even though not, sometimes maybe not easy to push it into the schedule, but, you know, that that's just oh, tonight I can train again. But I can mm -hmm. also imagine for you, even though you love the sport so much, if you train so much, sometimes maybe you have a day or something that you feel like, ah, I don't feel like it so much or at least i'm not that motivated today how do you stay motivated not just uh, uh when you're feeling down but over a longer period of time day by day and working towards uh a goal like world champ or the next big tournament um like i've i've in, in my opinion the key for getting any, anything in life big of course it's consistency you know So what I what I like to do is uh, I like to set what I have to do. And I have to train uh, physical conditioning uh, depends like five times a week. I have trained jiu-jitsu every day, so that's the plan. It doesn't matter if I'm motivated or not, you know, because yeah, like you're going to feel good, you're going to feel bad. Like yeah, it shouldn't matter if you're trying to get something. Of course, if you're just doing jiu-jitsu for a hobby. That's not what I mean. If you don't want to train, don't train. Right. You know? Yeah. But as I'm saying, like, if you have a goal, you know? And, like, if if I said that I was going to train, like, tomorrow, I have to train tomorrow. doesn't matter if I don't want to because I think that's, like, for example, you, you're working. Like that, this is my work. This is what I want to be my work. And right. I want to be, uh, when I do something, I want to do it well. You know? This is my profession. This, I want to live off shit. Yeah. You know, so it shouldn't matter. Like you, for example, if sometimes you feel like not going to work the next day, right? But you do it anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. So you, because you have to, same thing for me. It doesn't matter if I want to do physical conditioning or jujitsu. Got have it. To, you know. So I don't. I kind of don't get that in the equation. All right, and and if it comes to a, a bigger goal, like. Um, how do you still set goals if you obviously now you got silver you still want gold um, is is that a big motivator for you like to still get a even bigger medal or is what you just described so you want to make jiu-jitsu make a living out of jiu-jitsu and that probably involves other things than just competing but also a life after competing teaching uh, you're now working on content production also you have your own YouTube channel Um, mentoring and coaching people is that something that also motivates you a lot or is it really mainly the the uh the achievements achievements within the the competition life 
no like my uh it's it, i see there's different like areas you know on which i want to accomplish things mm-hmm. uh in competition of course i want to my motivation is uh getting where i want to be i want to be a world champion you know and that's my that's some of my motivation that always also like it's that getting the medal and also uh being the best not only one you know right so for example like my motivation from the euros is of course i want to get the gold you know but it's also like okay uh not only but this is the biggest example like looking at my fight in the finals what did i do wrong you know uh what was lacking you know what he what, what was uh he better than me you know mm-hmm. tommy has a really weird game it's hard to it's hard to fight him you know and okay it's like what can i do what should i do to beat him you know like getting getting that process getting better understanding more jiu jitsu you know yeah that's the that and getting the gold medal are my motivations and is it that you you're really eager also to get better than the other guy or do you look a, le- a lot like at um kind of reaching your own full potential no like before i used to think like getting better than the other guy now i don't think about that anymore because yeah it's i don't know i see i see it as kind of an obstacle you know for example i fight someone who has a really strong collar and sleeve if i know how to pass know how to defend i will get better not against him but against everyone who plays collar and sleeve right. you know then next fight i'm going to fight someone who always sweeps me on uh i don't know the lariva you know so i have to know how to shut that down but now i know how to defend like uh, how to defend and approach the lariva not just that guy you know the people who win just show you the flaws that you have Mm-hmm. The people, the, the people that uh, you lose to, just show you the flaw that you have. Yeah, you know, it's not me, be- me being better than him. It's like, okay, I have that flaw. I have to fix that flaw. Right. So it, yeah, you know? it, and you yeah, could, I was totally you could lost. Have that. I have to do something. I have to understand, like what was happening there. Yeah, and you could have that with somebody who's actually uh, not as good as you by far, but you still notice your own shortcomings. Uh, when you train with them. yeah, of course. Like I was saying, uh, like I was saying, like, on the uh, that's more obvious on the final because I lost. But the the other fights that I won, there were also things that I wasn't that I didn't really get right. You know, mm-hmm. some mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let, let, let's talk about Tommy. You already mentioned that. Um, well, how, how was it for you uh, the the fights leading up to the finals, and and how was it to fight Tommy Langaker? um in the finals yeah what are your thoughts about that like the fa- the fights against uh to the final first round i thought uh, i think it was an english guy and uh, it was a tough guy it was really like uh, um one of those guys who's not like not not that technically like sound like really precise as the top competitors but he had a lot of uh, heart you know he didn't want to give up Sometimes it's hard. It's really hard to fight those guys, you know, because you cannot get your techniques in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had, had a, I had a fight. I submitted by uh, Tohul, I think. Yeah, Tohul. Then I fought an Alliance guy, 
which was good also. I could pass and get the back. And then semi-final, I fought a friend of mine from Atos. It was Elshan, he's Rabin, he's a great friend, friend of mine, like two years ago. He was staying at my place. You know, he came here to train. He's like I uh, lived with him for like three months. So it was weird to fight a guy that you know so well. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. And like it was, it was like in training, it was a war. I could win at the end by one advantage. And then the final against uh, Tommy. Uh, Tommy has a weird game. Like it's hard to um, it's hard to prepare, you know, because he does something that you've never seen, mm. you know. And jujitsu is uh, like just a lot of times. Like for example, if I'm fighting you, like I'm the best guy in the world in everything, but you're the best guy in close guard. But we're going to fight. Like I'm better than you by far. Yeah. But you get me in close guard. You're going to win, even though I'm better. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying like who's better. Like I'm better than him. He's better than me. I'm just saying that yeah. if you yeah. put if you put someone in a position that he doesn't know, it doesn't matter who's better. You know, right? And he gets that. Like uh, when he plays guard, he did he does something that I've never felt. You know, so it was hard to, to fight him. In that sense, you know, I wasn't really prepared for that. And uh, that was one and two. Like he was, I felt he, that he was stronger than me at the time. I just moved up. I didn't have like a lot of time to uh, work on my strength and everything. So yeah, it was a good fight. I like, I love to fight him because he's he's an awesome guy, mm -hmm. awesome jujitsu, you know. And and that day he was better than me for sure. And, and, but I'm also looking forward to the next fight. Yeah, and to that next fight, how do you prepare for that? Are you really looking for all the ways not to get trapped in his setups for his A game? Uh, mm. And then force your own game? No, I'm just trying to I just try to understand what's happening. You right. Know? Not to be like lost in that position. You know? Yeah. Like if uh, You're not like trying said, to avoid it. No. I won't try to avoid it because uh, I don't know. I liked my mindset is maybe sometimes like it's a double-edged sword, of course. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not, you know, but I don't, when I fight someone, I like to fight their A game, you know? That's so, from your own heart. Like I really want to beat you when yeah, you're it's just, your best. It's just, it's just who I am, you know? Some people like to go around. Uh, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Like maybe uh, two things can happen, or I do well, or I just go straight into his A game, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. Like oh, he went straight to his A game. I know, I, I know how how it is, but um, yeah, that's just how it is for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and considering that we're, uh, what's the situation, by the way, in Portugal when it comes to the uh, Jiu-Jitsu academies being able to open again? Is there any uh, future in the coming weeks there? Yeah, we don't know. Uh, we're expecting to know more t uh, today. Like the government are is going to say. And we don't know if we can open on Monday because like what happened until now, like it was, I think it was dentists, like which they said like 
uh, okay, you guys can open, but you can open like three days from now. Yeah. Instead of like warning, like with one week or two weeks, oh, you yeah. just say like right on time, yeah, you can open tomorrow. Like everyone was like, what? Yeah. No one was expecting it, you know? A bit like the so, lockdown itself. What? A bit like the lockdown itself from today on you're closed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we were preparing to open on Monday. If that's what they're going to say, yeah. we will be we will be pre prepared. We're we're working a lot, so we can improve uh, our academy, make the most most of this time, like because people won't be able to train with each other, you know. Yeah, and that's like if you if you say that to someone, like yeah, classes are going to be boring, you know. So we're doing the most that we can to make class is uh like interesting and actually helpful to people right which Great. i think we're we're going to manage to do yeah and and if you if from of course you can't really know what's going to happen in the coming months even when it comes to when the academy can even open and people can go back to training but when when do you expect your next chance will be to fight to have a revenge uh, against tommy i don't know like i don't i don't really I'm not really concerned about that. Like, I'm sure. I think that will happen, you know. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't think about that a lot. But do you think, think about, about the next me, tournament? Like, if I like... think about being ready, uh -huh. if that happens. But I don't think like, okay, I have to fight to fight Tommy. You know. No. I just want to fight. Uh, go towards my goals. You know. Yeah. Uh, achieve achieve what I want to do and. If uh, if that happens, awesome. But if are it you doesn't happen? No problem. Either. Are you thinking a lot, like timing wise? Like, like the next big thing is gonna be this in this tournament, Abu Dhabi, no, or no, just the only thing that I'm focused on is being prepared. Right. You know, so because once again, that's something I cannot control. So yeah, if they say I'm going to fight next week, I'll be ready. If yeah. they say that I'm going to fight six six months from now, I'll be ready too. Just fine-tuning the machine. Sorry? Just fine-tuning the machine. Yeah. And you, you have a problem. background in engineering, right? A master's degree even? Yeah, I got a master's degree in yeah. material engineering. Cool. That, does that also make you look at jiu-jitsu in another way, like a more technical approach? Or... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, at first, I, did, I didn't see that, you know. But then I met my friend John Thomas. I'm sure you know him. Yeah, of course. And it's like... It's like talking to a doppelganger. Man, it's exactly like we think the same way. Uh -huh. uh, we view things the same way. It's an amazing experience to be able to exchange ideas with him. Yeah. Because first of all, he's one of the most knowledgeable guys that I've ever seen in jiu-jitsu. You know, I always get something after talking to him. Like we play the same game, but I always get different details, new details, new ideas, new concepts, you know. But uh, like the way that he thinks, it's exactly the same as the way that I think. You know, yeah. we did the same things without talking to each other. We like got to the same ideas. Like that's not a coincidence, you know. Uh -huh. And after talking to him, talking to him, he he's um, he I didn't I think he didn't finish, but he was also doing engineering. But he got a degree in maths. So okay. It's not, it's not that far as that. So that's when that's when I noticed. Okay, it affected my mindset. You know, mm -hmm. if it affected how you see things. 
because like I got into engineering because I love how to understand uh, I love to understand how things work. You know, like uh, why are rain droplets like round, for example? Yeah, it's a useless thing, you know. But I like to understand what happens around me. You know, and same thing for, with for jujitsu. Like I don't I don't like to just okay do this technique. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that technique. Like why? Why should I do that technique? Why does it work like that? You know. Yeah. It's the same way. So. And does it also mean you ask yeah, a lot of questions? Yeah, it totally affects how I see you. Uh huh. Like co coming up uh, when you were a white belt, blue belt, were you the guy asking a lot of questions always during class? No, but I was the guy like which like I trained for two hours and that then went to YouTube right. and watched videos for like five hours trying to understand how it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what what's it like to train with John Thomas anyway? Like do yeah, it's weird. You like we were always joking, you know that's that's Spider Man meme. That like they're both pointing at each other. Yeah. You know? It was the it was how it was the first time. Like we we I was training we met in California uh, in the gym. Like we were training before the world, and like once you roll, it's like yeah, yeah, for sure. And then like uh, I was playing on top, and he was playing Spider Guard, you know. And I was trying to pass, but he was always like one second step uh, in front of me, because he does the same passes that I do. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? He knows like I could tell that whenever I looked at something, he was always already prepared. Right. And he was like, he stepped me. And then he was trying to pass. I was like, yeah, I know what you're doing. Same thing happened, you know? So, like, we trained for, I don't know, trained for a long time, like half an hour, 40 minutes. And then, like, we didn't talk for the time. Then we stopped. I was like, this was weird, right? And he was like, yeah, this was totally weird. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, that's what it's like. So, so the, uh, the Spider-Man moment was actually during training, not when you guys were talking. No, yeah, during training. During right. training, it's like, yeah, this was 100% weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, but like th that we were joking about, we were joking about that. But then like last year, we had the opportunity of going to teach at Camp Aristos together. It was, it was an awesome week, but it was an awesome week, an awesome week of fun and everything. But I also trained a lot with him, exchanged a lot of ideas. It was game changing for sure. Yeah. And then this year in February, I went to Gothenburg to train with him. So, awesome. yeah, for me, it's like it's a pleasure to train with him uh, always, and to because I learn new things every time, you know. Yeah. So we were always exchanging ideas. Like when we were in Camparistos, uh, he was the first guy arriving. Then I got to the house. I was the second guy, so we were alone in the house. And I, like, I was like, "Hey, how are you?" I was like, "Hey, fine." We talked like for five minutes. After five minutes, we were already like on the floor, like explaining Toriandos and. <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, your your brother from another mother. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, apart from jujitsu, I'm just talking about jujitsu. But uh, he's my re he's a really good friend. You know. Yeah. It's, it started out uh, like jujitsu jujitsu related, but now he's like my friend. Yeah, yeah. It sounds yeah. a bit like a movie almost. Yeah. Right. A gay movie. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> no. But I mean, it, it, that's great, right? I mean, everybody. Yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, but it is. I'm. Yeah. I'm glad that I have the opportunity to to train with that guy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have some questions from uh, followers on Instagram. We asked them, "Hey, we're gonna be interviewing Pedro 
if you if there's anything you would like to know, we uh, just ask us and we can see uh, if we yeah. can fit that in the interview. Um, Alexander the Fast from Instagram. The Fast. F F A S T. Alexander the Fast. That guy looks like a beast. He's quick. <laughs> he uh, he asked, uh, "What? How was your training routine during the virus shutdown?" So my training routine, I was training jiu-jitsu uh, every day, once a day, and training strength and conditioning five times a week. Mm -hmm. So I used this time to um, to get my strength better, you know, because, um, yeah, I just moved up, you know, so I didn't have time to get the, get the strength of a middleweight, you know. I felt strong when I fought the uh, when I fought the Europeans, but not really strong, you know, like properly strong for the division, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. Uh, that's what I was working on in the quarantine a lot. Cool. Um, MJ Bowens, BJJ, Martin Bowens, you uh, you definitely know him. Uh, do you have anything to stay flexible, like yoga or stretching? Do you do no. anything? Uh, like I, the only thing that I do is I stretch every day before training, but but I really do stretch instead, of, like uh, hamstrings. Yeah, especially I never did anything like uh, I'm flexible now. But when I started jiu-jitsu, I wasn't flexible at all. Yeah. Um, like I just like lo I was checking videos, like I said, and I found Michael Langi's videos, and that's when I got like in love with jiu-jitsu. Like his his guard was so effortless, you know. He was always like chilling on his back. People were all almost passing his guard, and he was like, with a poker face, like yeah, and defending. But, like this is beautiful, you know. But I wasn't flexible at the time, so uh, before training, I I did a lot of stretching. Yeah, always, you know, to get as flexible as he is, to be able to do the same game. Uh huh. So you so yeah, that's the only thing that I do. I stretch, but like, I really do stretch. I'm not faking it, you know? Yeah. But I think if you do it, like once again, it has to be, you have to be consistent. You have to do it every day. If you don't do it every day, you won't get flexible. If you do, um, yeah, like within a few months, you'll be, I'm sure you'll get where you want to be. Yeah. Little by little. Yeah. Uh, Rui Rice asks, um, his height and weight off fights. I think he means... Uh, watch your height and watch your weight all fight so two questions I don't think he yeah, thinks you're what's, actually what's cutting weight, weight? yeah <laughs> he wants to know my fat weight yeah no I'm joking like I'm 183 and right now I'm weighing 84 kilos 83 83 84 yeah yeah uh, Vasco Leal asks mm -hmm. uh Posture breaking on tall standing opponents from open guard. That's well, it's not a question, but what's your? How do you do yeah, that? What's your? Yeah, that's vague because open guard can be Delahive or spider guard. You know, so yeah, I would say best way to break someone's posture is using Colin sleeve. All right. That's you can keep someone down with that. Cool. Last question from our followers at Jan van Haperen on Instagram asks. Uh, Where did you get the nickname Paquito from? Or where did it oh, come from? Oh, I was hoping we could skip that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Paquito, the Paquitos were uh, dancers, a group of dancers in 
Brazil, like there was a show was show the Shusha. Yeah. And the Paquitas of the, or Paquitos? You had both. Yeah. Paquitas and Paquitos. Right. So uh, in the middle of the show, like the guys would come in and like, dance, you know. And there was one guy who looked exactly like me. <laughs> right. And one day, like my coach went into the training room. I was a kid still. I was like 15. Like, yeah, that guy looks like uh, the Paquitos. And from that day on, I was never Pedro again. Always Paquito. Even like this is, I don't know how this happened, but you know, uh, in the IBJF website, if you check the results, you have like the full name. Yeah, Pedro Paquito you know? Amalia. No, I don't have the full name. Mine is just Paquito. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know how that, how, what, what happened because you type in your full name and everything, and everyone has their full name there. It's not like Pedro Ramalho. Like Pedro, I don't know Ramalho. But for me, it's Paquito. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. But Even IBJJF doesn't acknowledge my real name. At so, some point, you're going to forget I, about I, it. What? At some point, they're going to forget about it. Your mama just doesn't know anymore. It's Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just accepted it. It was easy. Yeah. It was easy. <laughs> we, we have a, a last part of the interview, a Shark Tank. Uh, a few quick questions. Just just say the the first thing that comes up in your mind, or a quick answer, two or three words. Uh, ADCC or IBGF? Uh, IBGJF. For me, for now, IBGJF. But in the future, I would I would like to try ADCC. Interesting. Jokes or locks? Jokes. Jujitsu groupies. How so? Like girls now, especially now, black belt, successful competitor. Oh, I have I have a girlfriend, so I have to say no. <laughs> it's safer to say no. Right. Uh, favorite technique? Uh, I would say like choke from the back or spider guard sweeps. Favorite competitor besides yourself? Uh, I have to, I have to name both. Uh, Michael Angie and Leandro Lowe. Toughest opponent so far? I have I have loads, but uh, I think for, recently Tommy Langer. And uh, and Robin, the guy who I fought the semi-final. Mm-hmm. Uh, knee reaping in the gi? No. Oh. I think it's with the gi, it's like it will it will be like uh, I don't know cheating because it's hard to get up you know it's really hard to get up right I'm not an expert in uh, reaping positions and stuff like that but yeah. I think the game it's better without it I'm not sure what type of uh, countries you guys use for those jokes of three guys in a bar but <laughs> what, what do Portuguese think about Spanish jiu-jitsu Spanish jiu-jitsu yeah. Oh, I have a lot of friends in Spain. And actually, uh, uh, I think Spanish jiu-jitsu is, is good. Portuguese jiu-jitsu is better, but they're pretty good right. as well. A, be- a good second. And uh, and about uh, the joke at the bars, we use uh, mostly like Brazilians. Okay. <laughs> we joke about Brazilians. Yeah. Well, that's extra suitable for jiu-jitsu then. Yeah. Um, jiu-jitsu and weed? Jiu-jitsu and weed? Yeah. Marijuana? No. 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 Should the gyms reopen now? 
I, that's a complex question, but I kept it for the end. I think so. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for uh, sharing your your uh, wisdom and and also your experiences with that with us. No, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Always, uh, it's always great to first talk to you, and it's always great to share uh, what I've learned. Great, and we know that you're working a lot on your uh, content right now. You're also um, uh, being available as a coach online to do. Uh, yeah, I started uh, like. I was starting to do it, but in meanwhile, uh, like I had to, I didn't have to stop, but I'm really um, busy with the academy stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, like we're going, we don't know where when we're uh, opening up, mm -hmm. and we're trying to like we're working a lot towards getting our academy improved, you know. Yeah. Getting a lot better in general, and third, we're working a lot like because. Uh, the uh, the classes now they're going to be different you know it's not like the regular jiu-jitsu class for sure yeah so yeah. we're working a lot in like how the new classes will work at least uh in the beginning because people won't be able to have contact you know so me and andre are are working a lot in having uh good classes classes like that are useful fun to fun to do you know and uh yeah so yeah, I'm well, working a lot in the academy, so I, I'm not really uh, focused on the um, content, you know. Okay. But uh, yeah, I also started doing uh, the online private online coaching. Yeah. Uh, where, where can people follow you? If people watching right now, they think hey, I would really like to be coached by Pedro online. Where could they go? Yeah, like you can talk. Like I'm um, doing two things. Like you can uh, go to Corner Me or BJJ Replay. They're like online platforms that uh, get coaches for online privates, you know. And at which, like, by the way, I think it's it's something that is not really known, but it work. It kind of works. I mean, it, I think it works better. It's not as fun to have a private with someone like presentially. Is that how you say? It? Like, but if you're there with them, yeah, because absolutely. you can roll with them and stuff like that. But to improve your game, I think online privates is better. Because like in, when you're with someone, like they show a technique, but then you'll go to training, you do it, but something is off. But the private is over, so you won't be you won't be able to get your response. Right. You know, okay. What, what was wrong? In online privates, what I do, like I uh, did one, uh, I did one with a guy from uh, Munich. He's my friend also, Max. And um, yeah, we did one. We're waiting to do the other one. So because he cannot train. But I'm doing another with, uh, I'm following one guy who's able to train uh, at home with his friends. And yeah, like I'm loving it. He was the guy who pushed me into doing uh, online privates. He sent me a message like, are you doing on online privates? If you do, if you are, I would love to be your first, first student. I was like, man, let's do it. As I talked to John and uh, I was like curious, but I wasn't, I didn't have the time. It's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And man, I'm loving it. And I'm not doing online private. I'm doing like more online coaching because it's not like one and it's over. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. doing I'm doing it like he trains. He sent me a message and some footage and stuff like that. And I say do this, do that. You know, and it's it's working. I'm really happy because of course it, it you have to do it to earn money and stuff like that, uh, which which I do of course. And but also like I'm super happy because 
uh, it's awesome to see someone improving, you know. Yeah. And he improved a lot, a lot in the in the past like month or two months. So right now that's all that I'm doing, but I will try to get more if anyone wants to wants to try it. Now. Nice. I'm a bit for sure. So that's really a way for people watching to really get better over time instead of just one flashy move that you teach them or it's really uh, yeah, working together for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. Like, because that's what I mean. Like in jujitsu, your learning happens. It doesn't happen. Like someone shows you something and it, work, it works. Yeah. It does, never, if you think about it, it never happens like that. You know, like you, someone shows you something You'll try it for sure. 99% of the time, you'll get a problem. And then you have to come back to the person. It's like, oh, this happened. And the person will say, yeah, yeah, that's normal. You have to do this, this, and that. And then the technique works. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard for something to work in the beginning, like straight away. So that's where the, the learning is. The learning is not understanding the, the technique, the, like doing the technique, but like solving the problems that you will have. Makes sense. And after you're able to solve, like, for example, like the first, the most common, like three or four problems, then you get the te technique right. Yeah. If he turns the knee this way, like, you know how to defend. The other way, you know how to defend. And now it works. You're controlling the person and you can hit it whenever you want, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why online privates, in my opinion, are the best complement to training. Of course, number one, you have to be training, you know? You, can't, you cannot uh, be good at jiu-jitsu with online privates. But if you're training and if you're if you're in a situation that you can do online privates, of course, and if you want to get your jiu-jitsu better, I would say it's the best way to do it. Sounds yeah. awesome. Well, well, we'll put a link in the description, uh, bjjreplay.com. I yeah. hope you won't get too many people uh, at the same time now, but uh, definitely if, if you guys... Oh, I'm glad to. Like I said, it's something that I started doing uh, because of Chris, that guy. Uh, that 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 pushed me into doing it, and yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm love, I'm loving it, I'm loving to do it, you know. So yeah, if too many people get in, I'll I'll do it because yeah, um, yeah I really like it. Awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, for sharing all your knowledge, and uh, also really looking forward to. Well, of course, all of us together getting out of this lockdown, but really looking forward to uh, what you're going to be doing there. Uh, in competitions and uh, and seeing, looking forward to see you on the podium. Thanks, man. man. Right. Yeah, for me, for me, the same thing. Uh, looking forward to train again, be able to go to the Netherlands to, be, to train with you guys and uh, ride a bike <laughs> around Groningen. Yeah, Groningen. Sorry. Yeah, you Is need to okay? work on the on the. <laughs> no, yeah, I still need to work a little bit on the Dutch. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll do that next time I'm there. Yeah, would be awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks you. For, thanks for the opportunity. Always great to talk to you and share my knowledge. Cool. What I've learned. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll speak soon. And uh, well, for now, uh, stay safe and uh, all the best. You too, man. Right. Thanks. Take care. Oos. Oos.